CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Eggland's Best. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Election Day is almost here. The presidential candidates are using the six days left to try to win over voters, with states like Georgia and Florida still a toss-up. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Biden is home today in Delaware, but his campaign says he'll be getting a briefing on the pandemic from public health officials and then give remarks on the federal response to the coronavirus. The president, meanwhile, plans to visit 10 states in the closing days of the campaign, and his team says he plans 11 in-person rallies. 48 hours leading up to election day. President Trump campaigns in Arizona today. The country has just reported its worst week for new coronavirus cases since the pandemic began. This 52-year-old woman from Milwaukee got infected and had to have a double lung transplant. You think this is a joke. You think it's like a flu. No, it's not like a flu. It doesn't feel like a flu. I was pretty healthy. I was pretty healthy and look at me. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is shutting down all indoor dining starting Friday. Protests and looting in Philadelphia days after a black man was shot to death by police. Locals say it's disturbing. We didn't want to have a kid, but one thing I refuse to do, I refuse to have a child while stuff like this is going on. I don't want to be raising my child for 27 years just for him to get killed by somebody. Walter Wallace's family says he had mental health issues. Called 911. In L.A., a raucous celebration after the Dodgers win their first World Series in 32 years. There was controversy on the field in Arlington, Texas. CBS's Steve Futterman is there. During the postgame celebration, it was revealed that Dodger third baseman Justin Turner was removed from the game in the eighth inning after a COVID-19 test for him came back positive. After initially not taking part in the celebration, Turner did come back onto the field, raising the trophy, posing for pictures, and at one point, he took off his mask. Dodgers beat the Rays 3-1 to in Game 6. People along the U.S. Gulf Coast are getting ready again. For the seventh time this year, Louisiana is in the bullseye of a hurricane, and Zeta is barreling toward New Orleans. We stand ready and prepared and wanting to, again, encourage our people to not have fatigue. Mayor LaToya Cantrell urging everyone to get ready to shelter in place. Suburban Jefferson Parish President Cynthia Lee Shang. The models are very aligned that we are going to feel the effects of this storm very soon. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. They've just crowned the world's best pastry chef. Belgian chocolatier Pierre Marcolini takes the cake for macaroons, jams, and minimalist style with a sophisticated edge. COVID fear sinking the Dow. It's off more than 600. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet cheeks feeling squeaky clean. When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes, shouldn't she be Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. 
There has been a grape heist in Canada. The thieves made off with half a ton of grapes from a Quebec vineyard. That's enough to make about 300 bottles of wine. The winery says the thieves were almost certainly hobbyists. They chose a secluded part of the vineyard, brought in an all-terrain vehicle with a trailer, and cleared an entire row of vines, damaging many. Workers noticed the heist after they went to pick the last grapes of the season. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. At the airport in San Juan, a wild fight broke out on a Spirit Airways plane arriving from New Jersey when a woman, woman refused to put a mask on. CBS's David Begno is on board and says the passenger was tasered by police during the free-for-all. Video shows she had a mask around her neck. Reports say she spent the night in jail. Bail has been set at $150,000. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I started taking Balance of Nature about 16 months ago, so 20 months ago, something like that. And my blood work is right down the middle. I mean, you know, you look at what the high should be, what the low should be, and everything's right down the middle. And my doctor's just amazed by it. She goes, this is just fantastic. And I tell them, I tell all the doctors, hey, I'm taking Balance of Nature. And I say it's just a naturally occurring thing. It's just 10 servings of fruits and vegetables that I take every day. And I take them in the capsules. I said, there's no supplements or anything else that go in it. And um, it works, you know. <laughs> what can I say? Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. The Athens Messenger provides interesting local news, keeps you entertained and informed, but what else? It empowers you by providing information to make the best possible decisions about life, community, and government issues. It supports democracy by providing facts to make informed decisions and keeps transparency in our community. It keeps the First Amendment alive. The Athens Messenger, your local trusted news source. Not a subscriber? Visit our website at AthensMessenger.com or call 740-592-6612, extension 1, to subscribe. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. Brand will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
but as you heard Fife say a moment ago, in our 71st year. Yeah, it was Sunday, October 25th, that marked our anniversary, birthday, whatever you want to call it. Right proud of that. It's a Wednesday. We got a free-for-all. It's 52 degrees outside. Going to get up to 59, which will be welcome. Didn't, uh, didn't get past, I think, 54 yesterday, as I recall. Something like that. Anyway, um, but tomorrow, mercy. <laughs> We're going to get wet. That's all there is to it. All right, well, today a free-for-all. Tomorrow, uh, not only are we going to get wet, we're also going to have as a guest uh, uh, Chief Tom Pyle of the police department here in the city of Athens. And um, all of this to, uh, uh, first of all, we'll just have a regular report on, uh, you know, the, the police department. It's been a while since we've done that. And then, um, but specifically also, we do have... Um, is Saturday the 31st, Scott? Yes, it is. Okay, so Saturday, October 31st, is not only Halloween, but it would also be the night that uh, uh, we have, in, for many years now, welcomed a large crowd to uh, celebrate it on Court Street. That's not the case this year. They're not supposed to do it. And, you know, how, how is that going to be enforced, right? Yes. So um, that, that, that's our topic tomorrow. In the meantime, we've got today to deal with, and today's a free-for-all. You might also, we, we might also want to mention that this weekend is uh, the end of daylight savings time. So remember to turn your clock See, back. Spring forward, fall back. Yes. Now, you see, I have the saying for that. Now, you have the saying for the knuckles, right? <laughs> yes. Which I can never remember. Do it again. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31, with the exception of February. Yeah, I never got that one. <laughs> I just have to use my knuckles. Yeah. And, but that works, too. Yep. Whatever works, but uh, yeah, daylight saving time, savings time, ends uh, this Saturday night and Sunday morning, two o'clock Sunday morning actually. So everybody, set your alarm for two a.m. on Sunday morning. <laughs> Get up and move your clock back one hour, and then go back to bed. So it'll be one o'clock when you resume. You get the point. Yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, the first day of November. I'll be sure to well. do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will be. <coughs> we have, um, just here in the radio station, we probably got uh, 15 of these atomic clocks, you know, which uh, use the uh, time standard from um, Fort Collins, Colorado, isn't it? I think so. Uh, I think it is, yeah. And um, so they often adjust on their own, but sometimes even they have a little trouble with it. Um, 
Like right now I'm looking at two different ones. 59. You see, that's nine seconds off. Or else that's... Anyway, there's nine seconds difference between the two of them. That's, uh, that's the most I've ever seen. It's normally about three seconds difference. Um, let's see. Let's compare it with the... Uh, the one here on the screen. So 32, 33. So that's about five seconds difference. Yeah. But it's in the middle. Yeah. Actually, uh, the atomic clock is located in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. But you, you were close. Uh, uh, I, uh, I want to argue now. I want to argue that. Do it. Well, I don't, I don't have a machine in front of me to work on. <laughs> anyway, let's let's well, just keep well, going. I can I can read it for you if you'd like. Okay. <clears throat> the U.S. Department of Commerce's National Institute of Standards and Technology announced the new clock called NIST-F2. When was that? Uh, April third, twenty fourteen. Okay. You know, I may be going back to the previous thing. Could be. But go ahead. At NIST headquarters. That sounds like a school that Art Turf's inept tech would play. NIST? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep going. Headquarters in Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, anyway, um, Colorado. Um. Let's see. Uh, today is Wednesday. It's October 28th. It's um, 9.14 in the morning. This is the 302nd day of this calendar year. There are 64 days remaining. Yesterday I told you that uh, my wife, Pat, Patricia, um... Over a week ago, went to California to visit our son and his family, Paul. They live in Irvine. Um, oh, suddenly it starts with an S. Suprendo? Silverado. No. Silverado, thank you. The Silverado wildfire is in that region, and they had to evacuate originally first of all it was all smoky and everything and they had to close the windows to keep the smoke out and um, they um, they were under a suggested evacuation until I don't know about two o'clock Monday afternoon, I think it was. Whereas then it became mandatory. Paul has a, a half-sister down, um, not too far away, I'm going to say an hour, maybe an hour and a quarter. Um, so they all packed up. Uh, and... Uh, Paul and his wife and uh, his 
daughter and his son and Pat, right? Two cars. And took uh, all sorts of clothes and things and moved an hour plus away to um, his sister's house. Spent the night there, spent the day at the pool, that sort of thing. And then about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, they lifted the evacuation orders. And uh, so they drove back uh, up to Irvine. And the wind was blowing an entirely different direction. Uh, there was no smoke. Um, all that stuff. But, uh, golly, crazy, crazy situation out there. And uh, we hear about it every year. This year, maybe more than most. And um, so, but they're back uh, at their home. Good, good. And NBC4 and Columbus is reporting that thousands of Irvine residents, <clears throat> excuse me, that were evacuated um, are returning home this morning. Right. Um, so that's good. And they did so last yep. night. Fires burned 13,354 acres and only 5% contained. Yeah. Now, you know, if the winds change, everything else could. We'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. For everybody out there. Yes. All right. Highlights in history uh, on this date in 1962, Nikita Khrushchev, right? The Soviet leader informed the United States that he had ordered the dismantling of missile bases in Cuba. And in return, the U.S. secretly agreed to remove nuclear missiles from U.S. installations there in Turkey, which were <clears throat> presumed to be placed there to um, deal with Russia if necessary. Eighteen fifty-eight, the first Macy's store opened. They were in New York City, of course. Sixth Avenue and Fourteenth Street. Eighteen eighty-six, the Statue of Liberty, a gift from the people of France, was dedicated in New York Harbor by President then Grover Cleveland. Nineteen twenty two on this date, fascism came to Italy as Benito Mussolini took control of the government. Nineteen forty, again on this date, Italy invaded Greece during World War Two. On any given date, there are so many um, items that can be brought up. Historical events. And you know, the thing, the ones that really blow you away are like in uh, 31 BC on this date. You know, how do they know that? Yeah. How do they know it that perfectly that many years ago? Stone tablets, I guess. I guess. Good, good penmanship on those stones. Good paintings in the caves. 
<laughs> I have a feeling you're being a little silly, but... All the prehistoric ways of communication. Okay. <laughs> Jazz singer Cleo Lane is 93 today. Joan Plowright, the um, uh, actress, 91. Actress Jane Alexander, 81 as well. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Actor Joan Plowright is 91. Actor Jane Alexander is 81. Actor Dennis Franz is uh, 76. Actor or actress uh, Thelma Hopkins is 72. Caitlyn Jenner, 71. Okay. I'm amused. You're amused. Caitlyn Jenner. Formerly known as? Bruce? Bruce. Okay. Well, actually, when you talk about athletes, I guess they don't refer to a gender. But here we have all these actors and actresses, they say. And then it's just Caitlyn Jenner is 71. Yeah, I noticed that. No preface. But, um, you know, they don't say female downhill skier. They just say downhill skier. And then and then when it's male or female, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Caitlyn Jenner, 71. Actress Annie Potts, 68. Songwriter and producer Desmond Child, 67. Bill Gates, yep, the Bill Gates, as in Microsoft and all of that, 65 today. I'm reading through some of these here. There's a very long list today. Uh, talk show host and comedian and actress, all of that, Cheryl Underwood, 57. Andy Richter, comedian, also actor, 54. Actress Julia Roberts, 53. My, she's a pretty woman. Why did I say that? Oh, well. Um... Brad Paisley from Country Music, 48. I'm almost to the end here. Oh, a bunch of names I don't know. Youngest person listed today, an actor. His name is Nolan Gold, G or Gould maybe it is, G-O-U-L-D, who's 22. Okay, we've done that. Uh, I think I said that it was going to get up to 59 today, which was a good bit warmer than yesterday. But here it says 60. So whatever, it's going to be a rather pleasant day. Yep. One says 59, one says 60. So take your pick. Now let's do some of this historical stuff. Um, <clears throat> in 1492, on this date, Christopher Columbus cites Cuba and claims it for Spain under the name Juana. 
J-U-A-N-A. Juana. I like that. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Which he did not land on the North American continent. Mm-hmm. Many historians credit Leif Erikson for that. I, I'm stuck on Juana. I think if I had ever come across that name, I would have considered it for a, a daughter's name, Juana. I like it. Anyway, pretty cool. 1538, the first university in the New World, the Universidad Santo Tomas de Aquino. I didn't do that too badly. Is established in Hispaniola. <clears throat> His, <laughs> then I blow this. Hispaniola. Neolo. Never mind. Let's see here. 1746 on this date, Peruvian cities of Lima and Calao, Calao, demolished by an earthquake, 18,000 died. 1904, the St. Louis Police Department try a new method of investigation. What do you think it is? I 1904. 1904. New method of investigation by... A police department in the U.S., in St. Louis. I'll just... I'm, yeah, just go ahead. I've, yeah. I'm, I've got a couple... I can tell you're doing something else. Different, no, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple different right. things. Well, it's fingerprints. 1904. Somehow or other, I thought it might have preceded that. Yeah, me too. I was thinking... Of uh, a couple other different things, Finger, but then I was trying to go with the the timetable there. 1919, the Volstead Act passed by Congress establishing prohibition, despite President Woodrow Wilson's veto. I guess I had missed that point that the president did not agree with that. But uh, it happened anyway. I'll drink to that. <laughs> okay, let's see. Time to look some people up. Well, as we mentioned, Bill Gates. We we know who he is. He, today, his 65th birthday. Jonas Salk. Uh, today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1914. Um... Died in 1995. And that he, uh, the, um... Polio yes, vaccine. Right. Jonas Salk. Here's a really nice picture of Julia Roberts. I already mentioned her 53rd birthday. Yeah, you know, incidentally, she was in, starred in the movie Pretty Woman. I guess that's right. Who's the other... There's another gal who looks very similar to her. Is it Jennifer Garner? I Yeah, there's some similarities. She's from West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, the Charleston area. She uh, Again, very pretty. Okay, John Lawrence, L-A-U-R-E-N-S. Born on this date in 1754, died in 1782. This one we need your help on. Okay. John Lawrence, 
was an American soldier and statesman from South Carolina. During the American Revolutionary War, best known for his criticism of slavery and his efforts to help recruit slaves to fight for their freedom as U.S. soldiers. Okay, now John Locke, L-O-C-K-E. I feel embarrassed that I don't know this one, but uh, I've seen it many times. Born, uh, born on, I'm sorry, born in 1632, but died on this date in 1704. He was an English philosopher and physician, widely regarded as one of the most influential of Enlightenment thinkers and commonly known as the father of liberalism. He had one whale of a nose. Uh, he did have a little bit of a ski slope. Now, there, look yes. at this. This is funny. Uh, to me, it strikes me funny. Okay, so the two people I have for famous deaths is John Locke and then Maxentius, something like that, who was, they don't have his birth date, but he died in 312 on this date. Who has no nose. And, yes, that's my point. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's a, this happens to be a statue, and there's no nose on it. It's been um, knocked off. Yeah. So we have the, the two famous deaths. One has too much of a nose, and the other one has none. <laughs> According, yeah, to what we're seeing anyway. <laughs> okay, who is Maxentius? M-A-X? X-E-N-T-I-U-S. Mazentius. Mazentius. That's how I'm going to go. He was a Roman emperor from 306 to 312. He was the son of former emperor Maximian and the son-in-law of Emperor Galerius. Hmm. That was when folks had just the one name, and now it's come full cycle to some folks still only have one name. Um, folks, let me, um, I came across a story in the Desert Sun. That's a newspaper out in Palm Springs. And it's odd that I would bring it in except the topic. Um, what they're talking about in their community, I'm sure, is a topic that has come to light in many communities. The headline reads, Three emergency shelters closed due to lack of funding, leaving no options for homeless in Palm Springs area. Okay, so homeless shelters, um, you know, Locally, I think of Keith Wasserman as soon as I say the topic, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Keith is a special guy. Um, we have um, a couple of homeless shelters, and we have um, uh, a meal program for homeless and so on and so forth that he has developed over his years in Athens. I think he came here to go to college and then just never left. And if that's 
I hope that statement's all right. I, I, yeah, when he was here, I think at one point he mentioned that he himself was in that situation. Oh, he has placed himself, I think, even annually for a week or two in that situation mm-hmm. as a a reminder of what it's like. Yep. Um, anyway, so uh, this, again, is dealing with Palm Springs, which is in California. The Western Coachella Valley's three overnight homeless shelters have closed as Riverside County officials cite lack of funds to continue operations, sending nearly 100 individuals back onto the streets amid the COVID-19 pandemic. While the, um, while the county there is working with the city of Palm Springs to identify a long-term solution that addresses both the need for shelter beds and permanent housing. There is no immediate solution in sight. Palm Springs officials say the county is responsible responsible for funding a long-term emergency homeless shelter, but but the county says it's not within their budget. Emergency funds that were temporarily allocated to the cause have been depleted, and a larger allocation from the state or federal government is needed. Okay, so what I'm talking about is Palm Springs, California. But I'm betting that this is a very common problem right now. Throughout the nation, where homeless shelters are really struggling, Uh, Think how many people have been laid off or have had their hours restricted or whatever. And I mean, it's, it's a very difficult time for many people in our nation. Um, but we we tend to forget. Or, or I mean, I I'm, I guess I want to remind you there are people that were struggling before all of this, and this. COVID pandemic has simply compounded their issues to where whatever help or support they did receive maybe has disappeared altogether. Yeah, quite possible. So it's a lengthy story, but of course it pertains to um, Palm Springs. But I thought the concept is something that uh, we could think about here too. Okay, today is the 28th day of October. I think I've mentioned that. Um, So again, the uh, daily report on COVID or the coronavirus, the pandemic. City, no, no, 
County of Athens. Um, as of yesterday at 2 o'clock, we reached 1,311 cases. Now, please remember, I've been giving you this report maybe way too often, some of you might say. But it's important stuff. But for many, many months, it was that our number, if it were like the rest of the state, was less than the percentage, right? Yes. <clears throat> yes, it has been. That changed about a week ago. Yep. To where we are just, um, okay, if we were like the rest of the state, we should in Athens County have today 1,155 cases. Now, this is all statistical stuff. But instead of 1155, we have 1311. Okay? Um, that's 1.968% of our county population. Where the state has 1.734 of the population. We'll get to that in a moment. So once again, Athens County, as of yesterday, 1,311 cases, 282 are active, 45 of which require hospital treatment. We've had two deaths early on, and we now have 1,027 who have recovered. All right. The state of Ohio. Again, as of yesterday. Uh, has had a total of 202,740 cases. Now, just yesterday, 2,509 was how many new cases appeared yesterday compared to the day before. But the total is 202,740. Now let me just skip, do it in a little different order. So far in the state of Ohio, 161,704 have recovered. So the difference between 202 and 161, where are they? 3,771 are in an ICU unit. ICU unit. It's redundant. An ICU. Intensive care unit. There we go. 14,662 are not in an ICU unit, but they're still in the hospital. We've had a total of 5,239 deaths in the state of Ohio. And we have 17,364 people who have are still active but are recovering at home. The median age... 41 years of age. 
Now let's just do the U.S. and the national figures as well. The U.S. yesterday reached 8,776,923. Of that number, 2.57 had died, percentage that is, which is 225,692. Worldwide, we've had 43,633,558 cases. Of that group, 1,161,422 have died, which incidentally is 2.66%. So that's our somewhat daily report. Well, with that, I think we need a little bit of silliness. <laughs> and, uh, folks, if you haven't listened uh, a great deal lately, we, we've been featuring a little show called The Art Turf Show. The Coach Art Turf Show. Uh, it is a spoof. Uh, it is meant to just put a smile on your face. Uh, and the oddity is uh, very evident. So let's see here. Do I have everything just right? I think I do. Okay, so here we go. I-N-E-P-T N-F-T Tech Two, four, six, eight Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Well, Coach Turf, as we go into the ninth week of the season, your Oyster's still looking for that first win. You know, it's hard to believe that we've done played eight ball games already. You know, one thing we haven't done this year, and we need to, to do that, is look at your stat sheet and see well, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if we need to do that, because, you know, statistics is for losers. Uh, but as long as you brought it up, where is that stat sheet? We would like to take a look at some of the numbers. and, and Speaking about numbers, you know, you got numbers all over them stat sheets, and we got a real fine statistician, a fellow named of uh, Norwalk, Numbers Norwalk, you know Numbers, he's been here a long time, he's, he's worked with Numbers his whole life, he's a transfer from over to Casino State, you know, where we ran across Numbers back in, I believe, 1977, when we went out there and played Casino State, and, and he, uh, he was, he was uh, fond of using them Numbers on them little bitty slips of paper, uh, and we transferred him over here because he was such a good, uh, where is it, Numbers. Most schools have the statistics on computer now. Are you computerized in your department over there? Well, well no, we don't got our statistics on computer. We got them on these uh, sheets of paper right here. And you, every, every category you ever want, you got attempts, we got completions, we got yards, we got sacks, we got fumbles, we got interceptions. It's all here on these little sheets of paper because Numbers does such a fine job. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, stats. Uh, let's take a look at some of the offensive stats since uh, they're we pretty offensive, ain't they? We have fewer of them to uh, to look at than we do defensive numbers. What about your quarterback? Well, uh, that's a boy named of a twelve, third and twelve. And you probably uh, could guess that he's a leading passer on the team. He's got the most completions. He's got the most yards. But there is kind of a something that sticks out on a, like a sore thumb on the sheet. And what's uh, what's that, coach? Uh, uh, no touchdown passes and twenty-three interceptions. That's not uh, exactly the ratio that you want when you're coaching. We'll be back to look further at the stat sheet with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. 
and uh, O'Neill Hartman Insurance in the Plains. Proud to bring you this. And we're back with Coach Turf looking at the Oyster stat sheet following the loss to ESP. What about uh, what about your rushing stats, Coach? Well, I'm glad you uh, looked at that on the statistics sheet because uh, we've done set a school record this year so far. Most folks carrying the football 17 already in not but eight ball games, and uh, I see old Fumbles Freeman down here has more fumbles and he's got yards and. Unfortunately, he's got to stay on the team because his daddy gives more money to the Alumni Association than anybody. Let's flip it over. Maybe the defensive stats will look a little bit uh, better. What about I, your... Uh, I've done flipped it over here, I, and I see good old Bags Bogurski. He's our defensive tackle, you know, Bags. We call him grocery bags because that boy is about as wide as he is tall, and it's fitting that a boy named grocery bags would lead the team in sacks. I see a category here, Coach, C and B. I've never seen that on a stat sheet before. What is that? Well, you know, everybody on the ball club has got uh, something in that category, and well, I believe we lead the nation in that, and that's cuts and bruises. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Annette Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Grocery boy. Cuts and bruises. <laughs> leading the team in sacks. <laughs> he's leading this league and country in cuts and bruises. No fumbles. He's got more fumbles than he does yards. Mercy. <laughs> uh, folks, I hope you don't mind this program. I just think it's really fun. Okay. And to Frank Solich and all the other... <laughs> fellas uh out there that are coaching this sport i apologize <laughs> you know i've i've said too i don't know if i said this on the air or not yeah i have i can think of a couple coaches that that really parallels the, the way their delivery and their cliches are cliche after cliche <laughs> ralph sabach was the head coach at Worthington High School when I was um, at there. He became a very good friend. I've known him for years afterwards. He went in, on to coach at Penn State. Um, he was absolutely a brilliant guy and so well-educated. And, and, I mean, that, so opposite of a coach art turf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have a caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. <laughs> Good morning. Well, that goes right down my alley. <laughs> you like Coach Arthur? Yeah, we sound alike sometimes. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, it had crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that one episode where they said they're playing a team in Nitro, West Virginia, well, I was born to raise was about an hour from Nitro. Yep. Yep. And I got family that lives there still. Sure. Nitro. Some cousins. Well, what's going on in your neighborhood? I'm staying in behaving myself. Really? Uh-oh. I'm not having no fun at all. I was going to say, that can't be any fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just... Ain't it easy? You know, you turn 39, you got to slow down a little bit. 
<laughs> There's certain parts of that I'm not sure I believe. <laughs> <laughs> part of yeah. it's 39. Yeah, part yeah. of the, or the 39. Well, if Jack Benny could be 39 at 77, oh, yes. I've got six years to catch him. Hey, there you go. I have forgotten about that. Jack Benny, yeah. Yeah, Man, he, he was, was awesome. He was so in cool. Rochester. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Billy. Yeah. They, yeah, them old shows, they just, they don't make them like that no more, no good ones. To me. You know, last night was the uh, season return of This Is Us. And uh, it was a two-hour show. And I, uh, my wife likes it, and and so I, um, I have followed it over its several seasons, and then this being the season opener last night, I I watched it. Yeah, well, you know, it's a very moving show. It's not at all a comedy, but by any means, it's very uh, moving and and serious and thought provoking, and so on. But, yeah. um, but the comedies I do dearly love. And Jack Benny, growing up, I can remember being, you know, certain nights of the week, you sat in front of the TV and you watched that show. Yes, you did. And the parents were sitting on the sofa behind me. And, um, and, and then there was Lawrence Welk. And there was, yep. you know, these certain shows that, oh, my, you wouldn't miss Milton Berle. Uh, yeah, well, that, I don't remember that one. I mean, I, I became familiar with it later on, but my parents weren't um, quite that um, out, out, outrageous, I guess. Gotcha, Marks. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, now I'm telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, you and I are the same age. Uh, seventy. I'll I'll, you, I'll be I'll seven. You, I'll be seventy-one here in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were the same age. That's, yeah, I forgot. I was a few months older than you. Okay, so you're already at the seventy-one mark, eh? Yeah, in August. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm Leo. <laughs> I thought your name was. Uh... Well, anyway, okay. So you, you've changed your name. No. My zodiac sign. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I get you thinking sometimes, don't I? Well. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't good. We're, we're not sure which way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got, I got a scoot here. All right, y'all have a good day. Good hearing Thank your you voice. Good. Thank you, Don. I'm you not. too. Okay, Don. Um, let's see here. So out of the coronavirus report, uh, and then some mischief, uh, now we come back to the states with the highest and lowest credit scores because people have been affected by this whole thing financially in many ways. So, um... Let's see, do you know what your credit score is? Yes. Okay. I do, too. And um, at one point, it was a little higher than it is now. But it, it's generally pretty good, right? Now, 
Um, but it has dipped a little bit. Uh, and it floats around. These, that's They're meant to. Okay, so. And there are things you can do to help sure. build, build up that credit score, too. One, one of the things uh, I might add is uh, paying utility bills on time. Well, builds, builds up huge points uh, on your credit all, score. All bills that you pay on time. Wh- yes, but especially utility bills. So, um, a person's credit score is one of the biggest factors that determines the course of their financial life. From getting credit cards to qualifying for home loans to even renting apartments. The average credit credit score in the U.S. is 680. That's the average. That puts the average American slightly below the bottom of the good credit range. The number to strive for is at least 750, which marks the beginning of the excellent credit range. This year, the COVID-19 pandemic has wreaked havoc on people's finances leading many people to need to take out loans or fall behind on their payments. While the government has taken some steps to protect people's credit scores, such as offering forbearance... Excuse me. What? What was that? I sneezed. Excuse me. Oh, but you used your elbow, right? I did. Okay. Where was I? That was an odd sound. Um, let's see, while the, while the government has taken some steps to protect people's credit scores, such as offering forbearance on federally or GSE-backed mortgages, not everyone can take advantage of relief. In order to determine the states with the highest and lowest credit scores, WalletHub compared the average credit scores of residents in each of the 50 states. This is as of September, just two months ago. Well, a month and a half ago. And it's based on TransUnion data. You know, there's, what, five credit reporting agencies. TransUnion's one of them. Yeah. Actually, the top three most people think of is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So, uh, here we go. What states have the... Um, the highest scores, meaning the best credit. Uh, and remember, one more time, 750, if you hit 750 or higher, that's considered excellent. None of the states um, hit that mark. And that's not surprising to me. Minnesota has the highest with 720. The next four have 709, and that's Hawaii, Hawaii, Washington, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Then we have Oregon, Montana, Massachusetts, Nebraska, New Hampshire, Colorado, and Vermont. Those are the top 12. Okay, I'm not going to do all 50 states. 
but let me uh, that first of all let's pick out um let's do ours west virginia kentucky and ohio right okay <clears throat> okay west virginia okay out of 50 states ohio came in 37th with an average score of 677 West Virginia comes in next at 41st, their score 673. And Kentucky comes in 45th at 671. So they're all kind of tightly packed in there. Mm -hmm. Barely close. The state with the worst score, Mississippi, 657. Well, there's all sorts of people out there that can help you learn how to build your credit and all that sort of thing. Um, I tell you what, we've got some music here, and uh, Scott picked this. Um... Do the YMCA? Yeah, let's get your arms in the air.
In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Hurricane Zeta is speeding towards storm-weary Louisiana. Forecasters expected to amp up to a Category 2 by the time it makes landfall south of New Orleans late this afternoon. Joe Valiente heads Jefferson Paris Emergency Management. Sheltering in place for a storm like this, where you could have rising water and high winds, is never a good option. So pack up your family, your pets, and just move inside the levee protection system and just get out of harm's way. In Philadelphia, looters break into a Walmart and walk away with TVs and other big ticket items during a second night of protests over the police shooting death of a 27-year-old black man. If we stood around and we protested for George Floyd, you better believe we're going to protest for our own citizen of our neighborhoods. It has to stop now. A family lawyer says Walter Wallace had mental health issues and they called for an ambulance to help. Six days to go for the presidential candidates. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Campaigning in Nebraska, President Trump slammed his opponent. If Biden wins, he will do bad things. Joe Biden spent Tuesday night rallying supporters in Atlanta. I'll work as hard for those who don't support me as those who do. Biden is currently tied with the president in Georgia. If Biden wins the state, he'd be the first Democrat to do that since 1992. A celebration in L.A. devolves into chaos. Some Dodgers fans celebrating the team's first World Series win in 32 years. Looted stores. I think it's terrible. I don't think that these businesses deserve to get destroyed or damaged just because, you know, a sports team won a game. The U.S. just set a new record for the most new COVID cases since the pandemic began. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. One of South Dakota's largest medical groups is launching an effort to promote mask wearing to counter the governor's doubt about CDC recommendations. The number of hospitalizations there broke records for a third straight day. In North Carolina, five people have died in an outbreak linked to one church in Charlotte. The record surge continues in the El Paso, Texas region and in Kansas. Democrats and Republicans are working together to encourage mask wearing after most counties opted out of the statewide mandate. Losing your lust for life? Maybe it's your age. How do I know my youth is all spent? Norwegian researchers studied that get-up-and-go attitude among different age groups. They found the drive to achieve and try new things is strong between the ages of 14 and 53, but then weakens dramatically after that. CBS's Vicki Barker. Fears over a COVID rise take over on Wall Street. Dow down 584 in early trading. This is CBS News. <laughs> 